Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio, the podcast for all things mecha. Jump ship incoming. Welcome to Mobile Armor Radio. This is episode 44. My name's Rob. I'm Brian. Quattro, uh, I'm Chopper. <laughs> what were you starting to say? Yeah, so you said episode 44, and I was going to go, that's Quattro Quattro in Spanish. Well, I'm sure it's probably something else in Spanish. We actually say 44, <laughs> not just 44. <laughs> we, don't, we don't know Spanish. If you're, talking uh, street, if you're talking street slang Spanish, it's Quattro Quattro. There you go. It's, it's, only Spanish it's been too long since high school. <laughs> I took French in high school. I don't even know Spanish. Uh, I don't. I don't even know what it would be in French. <laughs> I never. I would say the it. most important phrase to learn in any language is "I don't understand." It would be. I think. I think it's "cat cat." Well, so once again, if you're street, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> If you're from Montreal, it's Cat Cat. Montreal. Anyways, uh, yeah, this episode has begun oddly, but we're in 2022. We're in uh, February now, the shortest of our months. February. February. And uh, it's cold. I don't know about you guys, but I'm freezing to death. It is cold. I got negative 10 right now. Uh, I'm still in the positives, but I think we're single digits. You're more north than both of us. How are you in the positive? Michigan's kind of this weird amalgamation of, like, three different spaces that we'll draw weather patterns from. We'll get it from the north, we'll get it from the west, and we'll get it from the south. And that's where we always get the warm stuff in the middle of the winter. Yeah, we got some Arctic blasts coming down. It's going to be, like, minus 30 Celsius, because we talked about Celsius, which is almost the same Fahrenheit, actually. It's going to be freaking cold. So Yeah. It's not good. Uh, enough of the weather. Let's move on to the dropship. Dropship. Quattro, quattro. Dropship landing. And welcome to the dropship. This is where we talk about what we're working on or what we're doing hobby-wise. I I don't know. It's it's uh, the doldrums of winter. You, either of you guys have done anything? I know Pat has done nothing. He's not at home. <laughs> 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 so I so let me I'll tell you what I'll start since I've got just so much going on. Yeah. Uh I have literally done nothing because I am not in even in my house right now. As we've talked to you in the past, I was we finally got the rental started. We are now out of the house and living like a bunch of vagabonds. He's living on the streets. That's why I say squatro quattro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on the streets where he is from. <laughs> so, uh, as far as working on any kind of mech thing, I have done nothing, but I have thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a good step. It's a good first step, thinking about uh, it. I thought about how nice it would be to have my stuff to paint and do stuff. And then you're at home and you never do it, so. Well, no, but now I'm sitting in someone's home, someone else's home. With a limited amount of things to do, and I'm like, damn, I could be painting or doing something. <laughs> it, it's kind of like uh, Rick, uh, who, who just had leg sur- you know, knee surgery mm-hmm. and whatnot, and so he's all laid up, and he's like, ah, oh, all my, well, most so much of my stuff is down in the basement, and I'm, I'm up here in the living room, I can't get to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, poor Rick. And uh, yeah, okay, Brian, how about you? You doing anything? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I've been 
in a in a way, I have been painting more, but it is it is for uh, uh, the fantasy side of things. I've been working on uh, a Northern Alliance army for Kings of War, but in in a, a tangentially related note, uh, in in kind of a kaiju uh, stance. So my my. North, my Northern Alliance army, I've been painting as uh, Water Tribe from Avatar because they're, you know, these, these kind of uh, Eskimo-like outfits and stuff like that. And I'm like, this would be really fitting for, for that theme. Inuit. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and with that, there, you can get giants in that game. Uh, and I thought, what better Water Tribe-themed giant than... Avatar Korra from season two of Korra, where she goes full on like giant glowing kaiju to fight a monster <laughs> dude in in the uh, the bay of the city. So uh, I, I stumbled upon a 3D print of of uh, a really neat like uh, setup for her, and oh, uh, Rick cool. actually printed it off in resin for me. And like, not gonna lie, like it is a sweet bigger to begin with and it's the right height like it was perfect uh for the giant the only downside is the base that it it, uh originally came with uh was this very like dynamic uh uh, like round base that had like all the elements kind of swirling about Mm. uh which would have been kind of crazy to 3d print to begin with um but also like in in terms of the gameplay uh that base went way over the uh, the yeah. the dimensions that i had to have to work with um but that said like that's that's one uh fun project i have coming up uh it's it's kind of getting shelved a little bit as we start gearing up for adepticon uh so, which leads into uh, i do have to uh paint up some overdrive minis which are a bunch of the giants uh, from Dreadball, uh, among which is is a Forge Father mech. Uh, I forget what the heck it's called. <laughs> it, it has a, I think it has a different name in in Overdrive. But uh, yeah, I can't remember its name either. I, I've always uh, like w- one of one of the designs that I, I've wanted to do in in Dead Zone uh, for the Forge Fathers. Uh, Iron Ancestor mech, as it's called, is I always thought it would be cool since it's kind of stocky. If uh, if I did a Gurren Lagann uh, mashup, and I, I'm still planning to do that, but I might I might paint the you know try out the color scheme on this guy uh, for fun. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that that's that's been a, a big part of it. Uh, I've been trying to do a lot more 3D printing. Uh, though, as we speak, my printer is uh, laying on its side with its circuit board opened up. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no. I uh, the the heating unit, uh, the the hot end, as it's called, uh, got disconnected, oh. and so I had to replace that part. And I'm slowly working on doing so. It, it's something that should really only take like maybe an hour or two it's i'm on day three um and uh make it sure you don't short anything out and zap yourself well it's it's more of uh 
just like only kind of working on it here and there um and and like trying to follow this video tutorial and everything like that and 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 like <laughs> like today i i finished threading the whole thing through like started screwing it all back up and then stood the thing up and as i'm going to put the the fan back over the top of the the uh hot end uh i realized that i had a whole like the cords for the the fan cords are all like too far out of the the like umbilical yeah. cable that you kind of tuck all the cords into and i was just like well, i can't i can't shove them up so i had to I tip it back over, unscrew the whole thing, and do it all again. Oh, jeez. Uh, so it's been a bit of a process, but it's. I, I feel like after after getting a house and doing projects with family, like, maybe I should just learn to do electrical things. <laughs> it is scary. I I replaced my motherboard on my uh, FDM printer, and it was scary because it's you you don't want to screw it up, and no, so many no. little screws and. You're like, okay, make sure this touches, this is in the right spot. And, and I took like a thousand pictures. <laughs> yeah. And it all has to fit like in a small little space too. So it's like a, yeah, wire management was the issue for sure. And then, uh, oh, it did, like, uh, while I was actually, as I was starting my Northern Alliance project, one last project that I actually did uh, is that um, I think I mentioned previously that I had gotten uh, one of the booster packs for dead zone of the gcps the uh, uh the the riot troopers uh attack drone and then uh I, I i put together um my own little version of the ogre uh as a as a like mecha battle suit uh i have actually now painted those um so i've got i, I did the uh riot troopers as uh basically kind of a gym style where it's kind of red torso, you know, shield with the the little yellow cross on it and stuff like that. Um, turned out really nice. And then, uh, but I was really happy with how um, my my ogre battle suit actually turned out. Uh, I I op- opted to go with a kind of a gun cannon paint scheme, even though it doesn't really have like a single shoulder cannon. Uh, it just it, it didn't quite fit aesthetically, but like that paint scheme really pops and it, it looks really sharp. Um, I'll have to send you guys a picture. <laughs> okay, yeah, I've posted them cool. online, but, but yeah. So I, I did that right before uh, uh, I, I finished or I started onto my uh, my owner of the Alliance because they were all getting primed and it's like, well, these guys have been sitting here. Let's paint them up. <laughs> so I've actually been doing stuff. It's weird. <laughs> How about you, Rob? <laughs> Uh, for Christmas, from my buddy Jack, I did get a, uh, Gundam model, and it was the Arios, uh, and it's a transforming one. It's one that turns into a plane, and nice. it, uh, it was pretty cool. It was a pain to, uh, do something that is going to transform. It was, it was, uh, you know, a little more complex than your average, uh, Gunpla, but, and, <laughs> and transforming it is, is fraught with disaster since things just fall off. Because you know how how was it a, are. what grade was it? Oh, it's just a regular. Uh, what do they call it? I don't know. I can't remember what grades. Master grade. Master grade. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Or high grade. I can't remember now. Jeez, yeah, hard grade. questions. Hi, high grade's kind of a smaller set. Master grade's a bit bigger. 
I yeah, was uh, one one forty four. Is it was HD? I think that's high grade. High grade. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's high grade. Yeah. So <laughs> I like how we know that. Is that one forty four? Yeah, that's high grade. Yeah, that's what most of mine are. I have very few larger scale ones, but yeah, it was fun. But that's my. I think it's the first uh, Gundam that had that transforms, and it, it was Neat. other than the yeah. Transforming, it's not. I'm used to Transformers, where they actually stay in one piece when you transform them, <laughs> not not model kits. So, but uh, it was a it was a fun little model. I haven't done a model in a while, so it's good to get back into that. Other than that, I think I talked about it last time that I was 3D printing uh, Sentinels from the X Men, so I have, I'm printing more of those, which is fun. And uh, you got to have army build the Sentinels to fight your X Men. So I've been doing that 3D printing stuff for that. I did have to get a new 3D printer because I cracked the screen on my old ones, so on my old resin one. So I have a uh, a new Photon Mini, which I'm using, which I like a lot. So that's fun. And uh, yeah, other than that, I uh, that's it. I haven't done any other modeling. I haven't painted anything in a long time. I've, I print tons of mechs. Or I, oh, that's another thing I did actually. I uh, designed my own infantry for uh, BattleTech at six millimeter. Man, those are small and fragile. <laughs> Because, you know, they're little teeny little guys. And I I, uh, I I did them on the base already. So they're, they're a little 6 millimeter guys. I think there's 10 in each base. Because so, I don't have any infantry for my Battletech. So not like I'll probably ever use infantry. But, you know, it's good to have. <laughs> so I wanted to do some of those. So I designed that and made that. And it was, uh, yeah, I, I can see them getting smashed pretty easily. Because... Six millimeter guys, <laughs> if you're doing like true scale, not like little stubby guys, is they're pretty small. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I was used to like elementals. I think they're 11 millimeters, the elementals. So they're like almost double the height. Yeah, and thicker, obviously, because huh. they're elementals. So, yeah, these little guys, they're teeny. <laughs> uh, yeah, other than that, I don't think I've done anything. So at least I, at least I built a model this, this uh, month. That was, a, that was a good start. Yeah, I do have. I still have my uh, thunder thundercracker. I think it's thundercracker. I got from the uh, Fury model that was going to change into Acid Storm, but they just recently announced that they're going to make an Acid Storm. So yeah, I saw that. I might have to <laughs> change my mind. If I wait long enough, they'll make every other seeker. I can just design my own seeker. Maybe that's the way go. to go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's about it for a dropship. We'll come back with some Comstar. Message from Comstar. I'm Brian. And I'm Rick. From Deads on the Podcast. And you're listening to... Mobile Armor Radio. And this is Comstar. We're, we're here. TVs, movies, We've books, made comics, it. RPGs, video games. We're all things back. that I have not done this month. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will say there is some news. Uh, uh, someone is making an Exo Squad miniature game. Uh, uh, the link is in the, in the notes. Facebook game. Facebook.com. Exo Squad Operation Destiny. But, uh, oh, it's a Facebook game. For some reason, I thought, well, it's uh, a... uh, you said Facebook, and in my head, I heard Kickstarter. <laughs> no, it's not Kickstarter. Not yet. It's uh, it's just a miniature game. Once way, you, for sure. Similar to the Gundam one someone was doing. That's a fan project. But it's an ExoSquad. Anybody remember ExoSquad back in the day? It was a yeah. class, classic cartoon ahead of its yeah, time. Think... It was actually an ongoing story, which is unusual for North American cartoons at the time. I think I remember that one, actually. I should actually go see if it's on YouTube or something, rewatch it. It's been a long time. Maybe it's not as good as I remember it, but at the time, I remember being very good. <laughs> uh, speaking of Kickstarters, though, oh. Robotech is going back to Kickstarter for this time from Kids Logic. 
So it's not uh, not Palladium. They're not coming back from the dead. It's Kids Logic are doing that uh, game they already released, the dogfight game, but they're bringing it to Kickstarter now. Which I, I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign. That seems kind of weird to me, but it was overpriced before, so uh, I'm not uh, too excited about this Kickstarter. But we'll have to see when it actually gets released. They just announced it, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like, ho- hopefully it goes well. Like, like that. I know, I know, Robotech hasn't had a good track record of uh, Kickstarter projects in the past in general. Um, no. Not for their miniature games, for other not, games, not like for their miniatures, card games yeah. and stuff. They've done well, but yeah, yeah. Because I, I remember they, they, I remember they back. Oh man, this was years ago now, where they tried to do like, oh, you know, help us fund a, like a pilot episode of a series. Oh really? But they were, but they were looking for like a lot of money. I think that, okay. I think Carl Masick was still alive really? when that happened. Uh, so it's a kind of dated, uh, or it was close around that time that he passed. Um, so the times have certainly changed. Uh, like you're saying, with with Palladium kind of in the back, the, the rear view mirror, uh, with all these other uh, companies kind of taking up the Robotech license, it's kind of neat, actually. Uh, I know people like you know really like their their Robotech stuff, and uh, it's neat to see sort of a breath of fresh, you know, air coming back yeah. into that, that franchise, even though it's it, at the same time, it is just kind of like rehashing old stuff. Um, but I don't know. Well, I think there's, there's types of games, which is kind of cool. Like they, the, uh, all those card games and the, the attack on SDF one and things like that. Like it's, there is a different amount of games. Like I think when Palladium mm-hmm. owned the exclusive rights, it tended to be, role-playing games, and then they tried a mini-game. That's it. They didn't step outside yeah. the comfort zones of anything. So now we're getting all all over the place, all different stuff. So it's, it's kind of cool that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Uh, the thing with the Kids Logic one is also it's dual-branded with Macross, too. So it's it's both, so they can sell it worldwide, which is kind of cool. Nice. And uh, we'll see. It's I love the miniatures, but it's just I think the, the game was overpriced. I think it only came with like three miniatures, and it was like, you know, $100 or something. It was It was crazy pricing. So maybe with this Kickstarter, they'll add more miniatures, or they'll improve the the uh, the pricing. Although I'm sure shipping, because they're they're based in Hong Kong, I'm sure shipping is going to be killer nowadays. So oh yeah, yeah, everything's more expensive. Uh, yeah. Other news: IDW has lost the rights to GI Joe and Transformers. I once again, I think we might have mentioned that, but it's it's official now. Mm-hmm. And they'll cease publication by the end of the year, but they have a lot planned for the Transformers. They're going to do like a big send off for them and stuff. Because it might even be a, uh, either, I know for GI Joe it is, but it might even be for Transformers too. It's a anniversary year. I can't remember which anniversary. Forty, forty maybe. I mean, I mean, technically every year's an anniversary. Year. <laughs> yeah, that's true. This is a big <laughs> anniversary year. I think it might be forty. But uh, yeah, so they're 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 losing the license, which is bad for IDW, but. Supposedly, the rumor is Skybound's going to keep it, pick it up, which is uh, Robert Kirkman from Walking Dead's company, but that yeah. isn't official yet. So we'll see. I'm amazed uh, uh, Disney and Marvel don't just pick it back up again. But maybe they decided it's not really worth it for them. They already own Star Wars; they don't need other stuff too. So, no, no, I mean, oh, I mean, they, they like too. owning everything. So it's true, and they got Aliens back a couple of years ago and Predator, so from Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. So. Who knows? Maybe we'll see a uh, see 
it'll be like Skybound's going to pay this much. Oh yeah, Disney just walks in and puts down one of their big bags of money that they swim in, and, and that's it. <laughs> we'll see what it happens. And last bit of news is uh, Legendary, the company uh, that makes movies and television shows, is making a live-action TV show based on the Godzilla MonsterVerse, which that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. big stompy robots, but it's it's still it's kaiju. That's close. And uh, yeah, that'll be interesting to see what they can do with that. I don't know. I, I wonder where it's going to be, like HBO or Netflix or Prime. Hopefully, one of those three. And uh, yeah. Get some actual it, budget involved. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting. Like, you know, we we the the movies that we just kind of had come out with with, you know, Godzilla and then Kong Skull Island and you know Godzilla King of the Monsters and Kong versus Godzilla. Like, those are like really solid movies. Like, uh, like it, it was a really fun franchise to kind of follow. Though it 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 was one of those where it, like it, it took them a while. So I really kind of get those movies out. <laughs> um, and, and I know it was, it was one of those things where it's like, is this kind of the, the end of that, that movie franchise after uh, that last one came out? Um, King of the Monsters? Is it the last one? No, it, it was um, Con, Con vs. Godzilla. Oh, Kong. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that one. Uh, yeah, because it, it was Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and then Con vs. Godzilla. That's right. Uh, I, st- I, I don't think I've watched any of those yet, so I gotta catch up. <laughs> they're they're really fun, uh, especially if you like. Time. Yeah, if you, especially if you like the the you know old old monster movies and um, between that and and uh, like Shin Godzilla out there, like mm. and 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 the, all the Netflix stuff with Godzilla. Uh, there's there's like those anime series and all yeah. all sorts of stuff. There's definitely a lot of anime. Uh, ones that are out. That's why they they specific, specifically said this was a live action show. That's it should be weird. Yeah. Uh, other than that, what are you guys working on, Brian? What you got? Uh, what do you got watching or reading or anything? You doing anything? Well, uh, well, one of the the news bits uh, that uh, you may have missed is that there have been kind of leaked screenshots of a new Armored Core game coming yeah, out. Right. Yep. Um, so there, there's not a lot of details on that yet, um, but it is exciting to see that franchise make a comeback. Uh, gosh, I, I haven't played one of those games since like the PlayStation two era, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, armored, armored core three was a heck of a lot of fun. And, and as, as a, uh, you know, it, it was kind of the combination of really solid multiplayer for kind of an arena style battle but um but it also had like a really uh solid single player campaign and and it was uh fast fast mechas but they still kind of had a, a really good like grounding to them they still felt really weighty and real uh so it, it's really neat to see that that uh that franchise come back so i'm excited for that um apart from that uh i have finally finished playing uh uh, my Front Mission 3 replay, um, though this was the first time I played this story route, uh, didn't end the way I was necessarily expecting, but uh, it, it was it was it was a pretty fun game. I, I won't lie. Like it, if you're if you're into the tactical uh, battle type games, um, definitely check out the Front Mission ones. It's it's that kind of grid based. 
uh, style. And uh, like I said before, um, I've, I've been playing it on uh, my PS3. Uh, you can still actually, I found that you can actually still log into the PlayStation Store and purchase PlayStation Classic games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think they teased about shutting that down a while back, and apparently they didn't do it yet. Because that's how I got the original Metal Gear Solid um, as well. But you can pick it up there. Otherwise, you know, at, at, the, at this day and age, you know, it's okay to emulate it. <laughs> um, and uh, so so that was that was a big, like, ah, I've actually finished that. Um, and then I also uh, happened to get, uh, as far as uh, holiday gifts from folks, I got the full collection of Votomes on Blu-ray. Oh, nice. Nice. So, oh, nice. So I'm going to – I've never seen the show, but I've, I've known about it for a, a long while, so I'm really excited to, to kind of dive into that one. Um, uh, the I'll tell you right now, the first like uh, section is a little slow going, but after that it gets amazing. So push through. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> and then um, the other – um, one that I've got was uh, on the book side of things. I got uh, "Bad Dog" by uh, Ashley Pollard. Uh, oh, I think we've talked book. about that franchise or yeah. that uh, that book series on the show before, but I've finally got yeah. a copy of the book myself. I um, so good. yeah, I'm gonna have a, a fun time reading that one. I think I'll have to figure out exactly when I'm gonna start reading it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> find time to actually read here yeah uh other other things that i did um i i in 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 kind of the the mantic uh dead zone side of things uh i think i, I may have mentioned uh in in december was kind of the finale of the uh writing contest and uh, since that was the last time we recorded, I was still working on said story. I did manage to finish writing mine the day before it was due. <laughs> uh, so uh, that was really fun. Uh, it was kind of revisiting some of the characters I've already kind of created and bringing them in a way kind of all, all uh, if sometimes ch- tangentially, but but for the most part kind of bringing them all uh, into a, a series of events together and um and it, it was it was just kind of fun to do uh, i had you know we, we i wrote four s- short stories over the course of the year uh and then we're starting up again with a new writing contest already uh so we get a theme every quarter and that's what we you know write about so the new one is euphoria so that's i'll awesome. figure out how to to work that and i guess yeah, uh, this could be a lot of drug use. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, I think the guy was was thinking more along the lines of like, oh man, I'm gonna have to read all these romance stories now. But uh, but we'll see. Uh, I'm still kicking around a couple ideas on on what what that might look like. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of. I feel like I I did like play another game series or something like that real quick but uh, i did get metroid dread uh as well so i'm excited to to dive into that one i've heard a lot of good things about that uh that game series uh i've i've enjoyed specific entries in the metroid series in the past uh 
And and ironically, not always the ones that people are like, yeah, like Super Metroid. I'm like, eh, I didn't have a Super Nintendo. Uh, so I, so I, I played Fusion on, on Game Boy Advance. Um, but uh, I, I know one of the, the big things in there is that the villains are, are I think they're big robots. Uh, and our, our plucky hero, Samus, uh, has to... Have to fight them, so uh, I'm excited to get into that franchise. I think that'll be fun. Nice. And that uh, that should put a wrap on on stuff that I did. I think. Patrick, what have you been up to? Anything good? Uh, no. Come on. Well, you're, you're, you're doing nothing but but sitting at home at not your home watching TV. You can't watch some mech shows yeah. for us. I didn't watch any mech shows. I'm sorry. There's got to be get... some out there somewhere. No, I'm just trying to catch up on my. Well, I did like, watch some of the <laughs> shows that we were going to be talking about at the at the Mac Bay Hangar, but honestly, I've been just working a lot of overtime. You and your work, working and not being home—that's yeah. your mo this month. We, it's <laughs> gotta make that money. Now, when you when you get that call from the contractor, well, you know your pipes are not to code anymore. <laughs> <laughs> overtime, it is. <laughs> Yeah, overtime it is, and you know, or you need a new electrical panel now because you've added all these plugs and all these other things your wife wanted. <laughs> now your electrical panel is not big enough to handle all the power in your house. Uh, yeah, it's only going to get worse. <laughs> or you buy a shower unit that's illegal in the state of Illinois, and you can't use it now. You have to buy another one. <laughs> Why is it illegal? How can you have an illegal shower? I have no idea. It smuggles it. drugs. <laughs> yeah. What does it do that's uh, illegal? <laughs> what did you spring for? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. There's certain things that are it's it just ethically gun. <laughs> immorally, uh, immorally wrong in that shower. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, that was Comstar for us. And uh, <laughs> next month, Pat... Do something. <laughs> Tell us more tales about this illegal shower. <laughs> yeah. Well, honestly, I should be back at my house in the next two weeks. So then, uh, you yeah, be, you'll be heard at work life, doing life, things. Life will be back to normal. There you go. Well, we'll move on to the mech banger. We'll, we'll actually discuss something that you can discuss because you'll you'll have done your homework. I hope. <laughs> I did. Good. <laughs> now entering the mech banger. And welcome to the Mech Hanger. We're going to be talking about something to in this dark, dark time, in this dark, dark world. We're looking for a little humor. So I decided to say, let's talk about some mech shows that are humorous, or parts of shows that have some humor in them. And uh, we'll try to uh, liven up everybody's terrible February, because it's cold and dark and cold. So anyways... Uh, I'll start. I might as well. I'm just going to... First one's a quick one because it's the first anime I watched as a kid. And it was the first time I was like, oh, this could be funny too. Is in Robotech. Robotech? I can't even see Robotech anymore. Uh, When the micronized... Robotech. uh, Micronized Zentradi infiltrate the ship. And and you think, oh God, they're going to cause trouble. It's like a terrorist operation and they get there and they end up just falling in love with everything and eating ice cream and joking around and stalking Minmay. And it was like, Oh, <laughs> that's a little humor. So I enjoyed that. Ah, the harmless stalking of Minmay. <laughs> wow. Well, 
I'm pretty sure they weren't the only ones stuck in Minmay. She was kind of, uh, she was stalkable. It, was, it wasn't like she was uh, hiding behind some uh, guards. She worked at her... Uh, which which was the fashion at the time, as uh, <laughs> old Van Simpson says. <laughs> yes. Which was the fashion of the time. We wore onions on our belts. Uh, yeah, it wasn't like nowadays you couldn't get close to a... Like, she's literally like the biggest superstar on the ship, which is the world for them. And she works at her... her uh, is it her parents or aunt and uncle's... Uh, uh, noodle shop. I think, so <laughs> I think in Robotech it was her aunt and uncle. Yeah. Probably yeah. Mac. And uh, yeah, so it's not like she was hard to to uh, get near. So, anyways, Conda, Rico, and Braun in Robotech, and uh, funny, funny stuff because they're supposed <laughs> to be uh, blowing up stuff and spying, and they just end up eating a lot and yeah, screwing around. So that's my first one. Uh, we'll move to Brian. What's your uh, first? humor show or instant in a show well this, this one uh does kind of fall more into the instant uh, uh moment it does kind of keep uh like you were saying earlier about the these dark dark times and it's cold so i'm gonna go with double gundam 0080 war in a pocket <laughs> <laughs> which is not the happiest story ever told uh yeah. but there is one really kind of fun moment that if, if you're paying attention You'll catch it, and and you might get a, a good little laugh out of it, as as our our Zeon character and slash protagonist hero, you might say, um, Bernie, is infiltrating a a Earth Federation forces like uh, laboratory to to kind of try and and sabotage the Gundam being built there. He gets questioned by a guard uh, on on where he's from, and. Uh, uh, and he just happens to say, "Oh, I'm I'm from Sydney, Australia." <laughs> and, uh, and the car's like, "Oh yeah, well, what's it like this time of year?" And he's like, "Oh, it's, you know, it's all covered in snow." And then and then like a couple beats go by, and they they part ways, and all of a sudden the guard comes running back at them, and he's like, "Hey, it's summer in Australia," <laughs> <laughs> and, and and a big shootout uh, ensues. What the funny thing to me, like. That, that in and of itself is kind of a fun chuckle. But just kind of knowing that Sydney, Australia is probably the only place Bernie knows by name <laughs> because Zeon dropped a colony on the, the continent down there <laughs> and uh, and it's gone. Like It's a big <laughs> hole in the ocean now. Like There's no summer in Australia because <laughs> Australia's gone. <laughs> so... That that was always a moment that I, I kind of got a, a little kick out of, and you know the rest of that show is kind of depressing. So it was it was fun to have that. <laughs> How about you, Pat? So early on in my re what's the word? Rewatch, research, rediscovery of <laughs> of Gundam. Ah, yes. Uh, I ran into this cartoon on Toonami. It was called. Martian successor Nadisiko. Nadesco. <laughs> Nadesico, Nadesco, Nadesico. However you really want to pronounce it, it's up to you. <laughs> yeah, but Japanese it was in the late 90s uh, on Toonami. Cartoon Network and all that stuff. Basically, it's a kind of parody on uh, mechs and with a cross of uh, Space Battleship Yamato. 
Okay. Uh, and, and it's basically a, a comedy, uh, just a comedy in general. The whole thing is just weird and kind of silly. Uh, I guess the basic plot of the story, I'm trying to remember it a little bit here, is that it's in the future. Earth is war, at war with the uh, race of aliens. Uh, I can't remember, their, but they were lizard-looking kind of uh, aliens. And uh, they get they make a uh, and this company on Earth makes a space battleship with uh, I can't remember what they're called, but they had human combat robots that people piloted to fight the the lizards. And uh, so that's the background. And the basis primary protagonist is a guy named uh, Akito, who was uh, basically lived in Mars and ended up on Earth and doesn't remember how he get there. All he knows, he just has a fear of the lizards. And he hates fighting them and only wants to be left alone to cook because he wants to be a chef, not a fighter. But he turns out to be probably the best robot pilot they have on the ship. <laughs> uh, so, so it's always like him just winning fights but then wanting to cook. And, it's and like Steven Seagal. Even, yeah, to, yeah. To make it even more funnier is that all the girls, including the captain of the ship, are all head heels in love with him. But he doesn't want any part of him. He just wants to cook and watch He's his favorite cook. anime. Which is a, a mech anime. <laughs> Even when, I remember one of the episodes too. They get back to Earth and they actually the whole crew and him and some of the other pilots all go to cosplay at this anime convention with as the favorite uh, anime characters of the cartoon they watch in the anime. Nice. <laughs> so it was it, it, it was a little silly and and just kind of um, what's the word uh, a little parody on. On mechs and uh, the mech animes in general, so which is what I liked about it. it. It's kind of funny how there there have been, like especially around that era, was like there there were a lot of like parody shows that kind of sprouted up for genre specific ones, even with some of those genres still being kind of fresh and new, at least for for an American audience. Uh, I could say is like. Because obviously Gundam's been around like since the seventies, uh, but you know we were just getting a lot of that stuff in the nineties, and uh, uh, like on mainstream, like you're saying on Toonami. So it's like all those parody series coming out were were a lot of fun. They they a lot of them did have some some good like character to them and and made for some good. Yeah, lives. I mean like I remember one of them, one of the one of the characters who was a pilot was a voice actress for an anime, <laughs> and then. Uh, <laughs> With another another pilot who was a uh, a big big and big nerd of that 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 anime that everyone watched in the TV show, and to the point where he like he uh, I know the Japanese word for it is otaku, so I don't know how to mm. to describe it. Where they basically just lived their life as that as that anime, <laughs> and so he was, he was. He was uh, so it was just the fact that the LARPing. You know, yeah, basically a LARPer. Um, not not to not to poo poo LARPing. It's a fun pastime for people, but to the extreme for this guy. Yeah, so it, it's uh, it's it's pretty funny. It really does make fun of the the super robot mecha of the seventies and eighties for sure. <laughs> nice. nice. What's your next one, Rob? Uh. My next one is a show, when you said Toonami, I was like, oh, I just remember, I'm just adding it to the list now, because uh, it's uh, Megas XLR. It was an American (laughs) show, and it was pretty much uh, a couple of losers find a giant stompy robot, 
and uh, modify it to be like a hot rod kind of. And uh, they get into wacky adventures because the, the robot was built to fight these alien invaders. And it's a funny, funny show. And it's like, it was it was before like Venture Brothers and all those kind of shows, but it had the same feel. I was I was I remember thinking like this is ahead of its time. This show, it only lasted like two seasons, and it I think it was once again too far ahead. It was a little too adult for uh, the times, and uh, I remember it being awesome. So Megas XLR, and I believe every single episode is up on YouTube. So go check it out. That's that's the key mm. nowadays. Go to YouTube and find these old uh, cartoons to watch, and uh, yeah. That's my second one. Brian, what about you? What you got? So so this one is uh, to, to continue a little bit with the, the Gundam thing. Uh, it, it's, it is a little more meta uh, because it, it harkens back to uh, uh, one of the my earlier, I'll put in air quotes, claims to fame in the Gundam community is that uh, myself and a, a buddy of mine, uh, Nick Izumi, did this review of the Gundam Seed Destiny movies, and which which our review of it turned out to be longer than the movies themselves. Mm-hmm. But there's there's a really fun point where the character of Atherin uh, is is deciding to defect from from the the force that he's been fighting with all this time, and uh, and you know he he believes that. that's you know his his old friend uh, uh, from from Gundam Seed is dead and and everything like that and so he he's running away he gets shot down and you know cuts to black and then he wakes up and he's uh, in in an infirmary on a ship somewhere and uh, you know people start like walking in uh, to to greet him and one of the fun things that we did on, on our review is we we kind of joke that uh Atherin was totally dead and that and he believes it too because he's like well i like everyone that starts walking into the room are people that he believes are dead right <laughs> so it's like well i know kira you just died and you were with me so you're dead too mulaflaga what the heck are you doing here you are totally dead cuz you died in the first series uh and it is just one of those those kind of meta things where where uh you know the sh- the show that was it was kind of the tipping point for the show honestly where it really really kind of uh lost sight of what it set out to do i think and um cuz then we we really kind of started following those characters again but it was it was just kind of that funny thing where uh this character like is waking up and everyone that's paraded in front of him is someone that he believes is dead. And it's like, yeah, no, I, I have to be dead. There's no way I can be alive. Cause you are all dead. <laughs> <laughs> so Gundam see destiny is, is, uh, is a riot. We'll say <laughs> it, it goes well. And then like halfway through movie three, IE like three quarters of the way through the show, uh, uh, it it takes a turn and it 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 suffers for it in my opinion, but yeah. How about you, Pat? What's your next one? Uh, my next one is another one that uh, I, I saw when I was in Japan, actually, uh, when I was touring. It was a, a little funny show called Die Guard, and it uh, basically 
a couple episodes I saw was basically a kind of kaiju based attack and this corporation builds this robot for the army and before the robot's done and built they were able to kill this thing with this big giant bomb so they hurry up and finish building the robot and then pretty soon there are no more kaiju attacks so they're just left with the, those companies <laughs> just left with this kind of useless robot so now it becomes a, a political corporate tool uh to do, you know, for promotions, it gets relegated down to a promotions department. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then the kaijus come back and now the army wants it back and the corporation is trying to try and get, figure out how to make money. So it's kind of like a, it was kind of like a, uh, a satire of military politics and corporate politics. And it, it kind of gave me a feel like if you put a mech inside the office. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you have the the blithering leader, and then you have uh, the headstrong pilot, but all he wants to do is make sure all the people are safe. And then you have the military liaison, who's just, you know, who doesn't who doesn't care who gets hurt. Just you know, he wants the robot. Nice. So and then I, and it ends with the military actually building their own finally, based off the uh, the designs of the original. Uh, but then you know there are tons of different type of. Kaiju, I, I, you know, I'm calling them kaiju, but I don't because I don't remember what they called them. But they were like almost like plant based and different types. They were like I don't know what, what's the <laughs> word. They were like not plant. It was, I guess there was some because there was a mushroom one, and then there was one they called the pyramid, and it looked like a pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> Is it based on those like muscle men? Uh, remember those old rubbery toys? That's what it sounds like. <laughs> oh, like the Armstrong or whatever they were. Well, Stretch like, Armstrong, yeah. Stretch no, Armstrong. These were like uh, little, and they were like, you, they came originally just in pink, like a real bad pink color, and they, they're they almost like erasers, but they weren't. And it was just, <laughs> I can't remember what they're called, but it's, it sounds like there was always those kind of weird monsters in that, that set, so it sounds like. Uh, yeah, so there was a lot of hijinks and everything with uh, the controlling of the robot and trying to get it to fight against the, the kaiju and stuff, so... Uh, it was a nice little uh, little satire on politics and military intelligence kind of thing. Cool. Um, my last one is the funniest of all, and that's uh, the original OVA for uh, Pat Labor. And oh. uh, man, that you, you watch the movies and it's so serious, and even the TV shows were a bit serious, but that original mm-hmm. OVA was so funny. Like yeah, but you know the TV show because I'm gonna piggyback on you because that was my last one too. Uh, <laughs> was uh was still had its funny moments though you know because it was it was more about the interactions of the of the of the cops than it is yeah. about you know everything else. So but that original OVA was like slapstick almost. You get out of using his gun and destroying half the city with <laughs> instead of like stopping the uh, other uh, robots of God crazy and yeah, uh, Asuma and Noah just fighting all the time and yeah it was yeah in the original think, series too they had the uh part where uh what's his name the uh the captain and and the the other captain from the other section had to go stay at a hotel together and they were all all this misunderstandings oh. happen and <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's a great it's, series it's a good yeah that's what i like about Pat where it was almost you know like the human side of just characters being silly or bored and reckless and that's what the, the movies just were so different from the TV show. That's the weird part about that. That they were so serious and so 
earnest compared to the TV show. So I enjoyed that, the TV show. That so last one with, with the giant monster thing that's like eating people. That was people. weird. Like, yeah, that was a weird one. And then they, sh- you know, the mechs show up for the last like confrontation with them. It's yeah. like, oh, dude. Even the first one, it was all about what a coup from the government. And they and it was all about yeah. the cops trying to suss it out. And yeah, the, the, they don't actually show up until the very end. Yeah. Very odd. Tomorrow. Very odd in movies. Anyways, that, uh, that was my third one and Pat's third one, it seems like. So, Brian, what else you got? All right. Well, uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll throw out two then. Uh, one to, <laughs> to kind, of, uh, kind of help out with, with Pat. So, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention uh, Full Metal Panic Fumofu. You know, I was going to do that one too, and I figured you'd do it. And I was also going to mention, <laughs> you know... Uh, Gurren Lagann in itself is mm-hmm. a a comedy because it took everything to the extreme. Yeah, Gurren Lagann is is really has some great hilarious moments because because it is so absurd. Uh, Full Metal Panic Fumofu uh, is, is another great one out there where uh, you know the original Full Metal Panic was kind of a it, it walked a really fun line between uh, comedic. You know, fish out of water moments of this very serious like soldier uh, being an undercover high school student uh, to protect this one classmate of theirs, uh, and and misreading uh, you know social cues and everything like that, thinking everything is out to attack her when it's like no, she has to go to the principal's office. No, she forgot to do her homework. Or you know, so <laughs> you know, really mundane things that he just uh, overreacts on. So Fumofu. Was was the second season for the show, and uh, and it 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 kind of leaves off the more serious uh, components of, of the franchise, where it was you know about you know pol- you know socio political militaries and and you know mercenary soldiers and and paramilitary groups and stuff like that, um, and and all sorts of other stuff, and and just focused on the comedy. Uh, it, it's it's got slapstick. You've got the character of, of Sosuke Sagara is running around in the mascot, uh, which is this like teddy bear looking thing, and he's got a shotgun that shoots bean bags, and uh, and and so it and he it just it acts kind of like a Pokemon where he always says like fumofu fumofu fumofu, so that they don't realize it's him. Uh, it, it's it's so it's also that he can disguise himself when he goes to protect these these characters, um, and it's just it's just a, a blast. Um, so definitely check that one out if if you have any interest in that series. Like it's it's rock solid all the way through. It's a, it's a really fun ride. The other one I was gonna throw out there, uh, and th- this this might be one that may might went over some some folks uh, from the Robotech side of things. I'm going to talk a little bit about Macross 7. Mm. Uh, so Macross 7 was the, the first uh, kind of full sequel series to the original Macross. In Macross 7, we follow Space John Lennon uh, as he flies around in his you know transforming mech straight up out of uh, Macross Plus, it's the YF-19 is the one that, that made it uh, through trials. Uh, so it's got those inverted wings. And 
what he does is he's a pacifist, right? So he goes into these, uh, you know, dogfight battles, and and uh, rather than shoot a gun that has bullets in it, he, he is a rocker at heart, and so he shoots his gun shoots little speaker pods that yeah. like drive themselves into the mech, like the cockpits of the the mechs that he shoots with this. Because he's really he's a really good pilot. I should also mention he uses a Guitar Hero controller to pilot his mech, <laughs> and then he just rocks out uh, to to get them to stop fighting, and and they got basically the the uh, Japanese equivalent of Bon Jovi to play his songs, and uh, and and the music in Macross Seven is. It runs the gambit because you hear these songs a lot, but a lot of them are really good. Um, Tokugeki Love Heart, um, and then like Submarine Street and uh, Flash in the Dark. Like there's there's a whole mess of them, and, and the series itself has outrageous moments. On top of that, there's a time where he sings uh, to a space whale. Uh, he's got this whole past about when he used to sing at a mountain to try and get it to move, and uh, and and just other little character moments within the the series. Uh, it, it's it's another really long series. Uh, we actually get to see uh, Max and Miria um, uh, from from Macross. Uh, this is basically his SDF expedition force. Uh, he and his wife go on. Uh, and ironically, one of their kids is also in this band with, uh, with Neki Basara. And, um, but I think one of the, the crowning comedic moments in this, uh, apart from the song Dynamite Explosion, uh, which you should all look up, just look up Dynamite Explosion, Macross mm-hmm. 7. I was going to say, uh, make sure you don't, you put a little, uh, things <laughs> in the end of that. So, so, so normally when he, when Neki fights, uh, and he, he uses his music to, to calm, uh, you know, the, the forces that he fights against, it's not just Zentradi. There's a whole bunch of other alien races he comes across. There's a really funny reaction when they run into a group of Mount Landy. So the female Zentradi and, uh, it just so happens that rather than be pacified by his his music and his culture, they practically go feral as fangirls as they like fight <laughs> each other over him. Uh, it, it's yeah. just this really fun kind of turn because you know we we've seen for episode on episode on episode, uh, you know him using his music to calm. Uh, his opponents and then to have it see it like kind of come back at him as like no you've just made them more like insane <laughs> uh as they fangirl over him so it's a it's a fun series it doesn't take itself too seriously i think if you enjoy a, sh- a series like g gundam you'd probably enjoy macross 7 and it has a lot more rock music so <laughs> That's that's my case to go go watch uh, Macross Seven. There you go. Yep. Uh, anything else, Dad? No, nah, I've talked long enough. <laughs> Pat, do you have anything else? Uh, no, I you know just you know watch uh, check out those little funny shows. 
Yep. Yeah. And there, yeah. there's a lot if, of. If you, Go ahead, Pat. Yeah. If, you know, really check out the OVAs for Pat Labore. Yeah. If you go watch anything, watch that. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's dark, it's cold, and you need some humor in your lives. Go uh, watch some funny mech anime because there's a lot of it. There's a lot of it out there. And mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, if anything, we want to uh, we always like to expose new shows to people. So. Hopefully somebody goes yes. and watches one of these things for the first time and enjoys it. Dynamite, dynamite, dynamite explosion once again. <laughs> there you go. We're going to go to Xville. <laughs> there's, there's with, a taste. <laughs> we're getting sung to the Xville with. Let's Xville out of here. And here we are. We're in the Xville. We're, we're exiting this uh, this <laughs> show for another month. We'll be back with uh, 45 in uh, the March, and uh, hopefully by then it'll start warming up, because I'm still very cold. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be back in my own home. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll be, see. We'll be with getting ready for things. Adepticon. Well, uh, yeah. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so... Uh, if, if you want to check us out in other places, Pat and I do a, a video show on YouTube with our buddy Jack talking about Dragon Magazine. We're going through every single issue chronologically. It's called The Dragon's Tome, T-O-M-E, and uh, just search uh, the old YouTubes for that. And Brian is over on uh, Dead Zone the Podcast. Anything exciting yes. coming up on that show, Brian? Uh, I've got to get the episode posted in the next two days, but... Uh... No, just just uh, some crazy ravings of, of things to come uh, in in Dead Zone and and future projects. They're going to do another global Dead Zone campaign uh, sometime later this year, so that's super exciting. And uh, yeah, we're just nerding out about about these these games that we really love. That's right. Uh, until then, I've been Rob. I've been Brian. Uh, I've been Shaba. And we'll be back for another show. See you then. Stay warm. Hi, everybody. So cold. So very cold. (laughs) This has been Mobile Armor Radio. Join our Facebook group by searching for Mobile Armor Radio. Find us on Twitter at MArmorRadio. Find us on iTunes and visit our website, MobileArmorRadio.Podbean.com. Join us on the first of every month for more Mecha Discussion. 